0: Thank you. It's good to be with you this morning. I'm excited because I feel like I have a word for you. How many know that's good? When God has a specific word for you, that's good. Amen? Yeah. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I'm Miranda Nelson, and I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to bring the word first, if that's cool. Um, but, uh, and we'll just see what God wants to do today. Amen? Why don't you just lift your hands to the Lord this morning? God, we just welcome you in this place, Holy Spirit. We just say, come, be glorified, have your glory in this place, Lord. We just welcome the fullness of who you are, Holy Spirit. We welcome you to come and release your glory in this place. Come and manifest yourself, your presence in this place, God. Come and release great glory, great hope, great love, manifestation of your kingdom, Lord, in this place, God. We just say, be glorified, God. Our hearts are open. If your heart's open this morning to receive what he has, say, God, my heart is open. So, God, I just thank you that you would release, Lord. You would unlock the treasuries of heaven. You would unlock your mysteries. You would unlock your word, God. That you would release your kingdom in this place, God. We just thank you for what you want to do. We thank you that your bread is fresh every morning, God. That you have fresh manna for your people this morning, God. And so, Lord, let ears be open. Let eyes be open. Let hearts be open to receive from you, Lord God. I ask that you would release the spirit of encouragement in this place. God. And you would open eyes to see, ears to hear, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Can you say that? God is good? He is, amen. He is good all the time. And listen. Um, yeah, we've been going. I, I realized as Pastor Winona was saying, and I was like, oh, "What is it?" It's actually night 150 tonight uh, at the Fire and Glory Outpouring in San Diego. We've had over 46 nations come. We've had over 40 states come. Canadians come all the time, <laughs> uh, and we've just had uh, a real manifestation and demonstration of the Kingdom of God. And the the central point, the central focus, is Jesus. Amen. That's what it's all is about. And, uh, you know, if, if your center point isn't Jesus, then I don't know what gospel you're preaching, you know? So we, we believe in the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit manifesting himself. How many know that Jesus is in heaven, amen? He's in our hearts, but he's in heaven ruling and reigning with God the Father, amen? And so we've got to embrace the fullness of the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is the one that's with us today, Amen? in In John sixteen and uh, john fourteen um, jesus really talks about the Holy Spirit. In John 16, he talks about how it's to your advantage that I go. He says to his disciples, it's to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go, I will not send the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I'll send the helper to you. And, you know, he'll reveal me. He'll bring uh, conviction. He'll bring truth. He'll, he'll testify of who I am. And so it's important that we embrace the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so daily I challenge you, I encourage you to welcome Holy Spirit into your bedroom. Welcome Holy Spirit into your day. Welcome Holy Spirit into your life, into your goings. Because if you do, it's going to cause you to have a greater awareness of God with you always, amen? Because God is with you every day, always, everywhere you go, amen? And sometimes we just forget that. And listen, God, uh, the Lord's given me a lot of scripture for you. I'm all about, both Jeremy and I are all about uh, this: the Word and the Spirit. They go hand in hand, amen? We see a ton of miracles, but we preach the Word. And so I just naturally flow in a lot of scripture, so I'll probably quote and read a lot of scripture along with testimonies. And uh, just before before I go to where I was going to go, Psalm 16, um, I, I just want to say like, you know, in the fire and glory outpouring, it's, it's been amazing. We've had, we've had tangible, tangible presence where literally the fragrance of the Lord comes in the room. How many know that this is all biblical? Song, Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 2 talks about his fragrant oil being poured out. Amen? It, um, the, the oil's been pouring out on people's hands. People have been covered in oil on their hands, on their faces, literally pooling up before our very eyes. And how many know that Psalm ninety two, ten, I believe it is, talks about uh, he's anointed you with fresh oil. And again, Song of Solomon 1 talks about uh, the oil, his oil, his perfume being poured out. And uh, we've had... We've had incredible, notable miracles. Listen, I'm telling you these things because I want you to get stirred. How many know that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy? Right, Revelation 19.10 says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and and we need to have our hearts and our minds open. I love what was being declared and prophesied this morning and it really goes into what the Lord's been speaking to me for you guys. Literally on Wednesday was when I found out that I had to come to BC because I couldn't get my Russian visa. I'm going to Russia on Wednesday, uh, just in a couple days now, and I couldn't um, get my Russian visa from the States. And so, I had to book a flight. Three hours later, I was on an airplane. But as I was driving to the airport, um, there was a big sign on a rock climbing building that said, Solid Rock. And I knew that it was the Lord. Um, for, you know, that he wanted, he has something of destiny here. And I really believe that you are on an uphill swing. It's not downhill from here. It's uphill. It's, it's, we're going up the mountain of the Lord. You've built your house on solid ground, right? Matthew 7 talks about the wise and foolish builders. And the wise and foolish builders, the wise builder, it says, Jesus is telling this parable. And he says, that the wise man built his house upon a rock. On a mountain, on a sturdy place, on the rock. Founded on Christ. Jesus is the chief cornerstone, Amen. He is our rock. He is our solid rock. And so Jesus said that, that to the wise man built his house upon a rock, and when the winds and the rains and the storm came, that house stood in the midst of trial, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of, you know, having to go through stuff, and we all have to go through stuff. It's part of life. But in the midst of going through these things, that the wise man, the one who's founded on Christ, has built his house upon a rock. You are the temple of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says that, do you not know that you're a temple of God, the spirit of God dwells in you? You are the house of God. And so if you are the house of God, you built your house. You built your, your relationship with God upon Christ, upon him. And then no matter what storms come your way, you cannot be shaken. Amen. And listen, I really believe that even as I saw that sign, solid rock on a rock climbing building. A rock climbing gym that the Lord is saying, and he was showing me more this morning, and I had a dream last night. And listen, he's pulling the thorn out of your flesh. He's pulling the thorn, the thing that's been, that's been pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing. I'm telling you, it's not going in deeper, it's coming out in Jesus' name in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you that it's about living from a place of breakthrough. And to him who overcomes, God will gr- grant great riches, great uh, treasures, great mysteries. And I want to talk about all these things uh, in the time we have uh, this morning, because listen, this is a prophetic word for you. Behold, he's doing a new thing. I told you I'm full of the word, so I'll, I'll share a lot of word, but it's all prophetic for you. It's in the word. Of God, but it's a fresh word for you. This is a rhema word coming from the logos word. It's for you this morning. Do you grab a hold of it? And so behold, he's doing a new thing. I was going to go there, but Isaiah 42, you can look it up. The former things have passed away and behold, I do a new thing. Do you not see it? He's doing a new thing and God wants you to begin to see the promised land before you. Sometimes we get so focused on the hardship that it's hard to see outside the tunnel. It's hard to see the light on the other side of the tunnel. It's hard to see what's before us. But you know, God, this is a year of Jubilee, 2016. On the Jewish calendar, it marks the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee brings freedom, it brings fruitfulness, it brings grace and glory. And listen, I had a word, my birthday's in December, and the Lord always speaks to me on my birthday, and he always speaks to me at the beginning of the year for the body of Christ. And this year, it all, went, it all tied together, because what he gave me on my birthday was also what he gave me for 2016. And he said, it's Psalm 8411. And Psalm 8411 says, the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing. Say no good thing. Will he withhold from those who walk uprightly? Listen, I'm looking at some upright people. And God is going to release good things in this season, in this hour. And we've been seeing it. We've been seeing the goodness of The Lord in the land of the living. Listen, this is what God wants to do. He wants to release his goodness in your life. Jeremy and I, my husband and I, we were about $100,000 in debt in our ministry. Um, Well, yes. And uh, this year, this year, within the first two months of the outpouring of revival breaking out in San Diego, California, uh, within the first two months, all of that debt was paid off. See, this is the year of Jubilee, and God wants to release his promises, his favor upon you in every area of your life. Don't lose heart in doing good, for in due season you will reap if you do not grow weary. Amen? See, God wants to bring breakthrough, but he wants to give you new eyes to see and this morning, I'm telling you, he's taking off old garments. I saw this in worship. He's taking off these old ragged garments, and he's putting on new white robes. They're white robes of glory. I was just in northern Iraq. I was sent there um, by a spiritual mama of mine, Patricia King. And um, she sent me there to, uh, to do fashion uh, amongst the refugees, these Yazidi women who were abused and sold Numerous times encountered ridiculous trauma that you couldn't even imagine from ISIS. And they've come out of captivity, some only like within the last two months um, and some you know, longer, but uh, just traumatized. We go there and we bless and uh, we release the glory of God. And uh, I designed these dresses for these women to, be, to show them that they're beautiful, they're loved, that, that God wants to adorn them in beauty. And one of the dress, all of the dresses had a name. So the names were transformed freedom justice mercy grace these were the names of the dresses and one of them was called glory the glory of the lord is all of god's nature it's the person of god john 1:14 says the word became flesh and dwelt among us we beheld his glory the word became flesh that's jesus we beheld his glory the glory of the one and only begotten of the father full of grace and truth this is the glory of God. It's the person of Jesus, the person of God. Amen. When Moses cried out, show me your glory in Exodus 33, uh, all of God's goodness, all of his nature, all of his justice, all of his compassion, all of his mercy, all of his truth passed Moses by. And so I called this one dress, it was all gold, gold sequins. That's totally outside of their culture, Middle Eastern culture, outside of their culture. These women have known nothing but, uh, let's just be real, rape Trauma, abuse in every area. And so to be glammed up is totally outside their box, but we wanted them to feel special and loved and prophesy into them in every area, in every way, including through garments and makeup and hair and all that. And so we literally watched their faces transform from sorrowful, afraid, traumatized, victimized, to becoming free and full of life and full of joy and full of excitement and full of passion. But and it was am, it was an amazing picture of what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. He removes old garments and he brings life. But what I wanted to share with you this morning because of the vision that I had was there was there was one girl that wore this glory dress she was about maybe 18, 19 years old, wore the dress called Glory, gold sequins. And um, it was the finale of the fashion event. And we had dignitaries there, and they were stunned and touched by, you know, the Word of God, the, the Holy Spirit being released through the speeches. And uh, they were telling me this, and, um, and just really impacted by the presence that was released. But this one girl, she wore the Glory dress, and there was a display of old garments that they came out of Daesh, came out of captivity with. Black dirty, dre- uh, black, dirty dress, black dirty d- gloves. She literally takes the glory dress that she'd been wearing, puts it beside the black dirty dress, and takes a picture of both. you got to understand, that's outside of their culture, and for her to even look, even pay attention to the old, is a miracle because they're so traumatized that they, it's hard for them to look back. It's hard for them to hear of the past. It's hard, it's hard to do that. But she, it was a picture of freedom because she could, she could look at the past, but embrace the glory of the future. And see, that's what God wants to do is, it's, it's, He wants, He says, behold, I do a new thing. The former things have passed away. See, God wants us to look into the hope, into the future. Behold, I do a new thing. And he's, released, he's releasing his promise land. In, Jer- in Joshua chapter 5, God prepares Joshua and the people. They're being prepared. They're being consecrated. In fact, in Joshua 3 verse 5, it says, Consecrate yourself today for tomorrow God will do miracles. See, sometimes it's about where we get stripped of everything in order for us to be consecrated, in order for our eyes to be fixed, in order for our focus to be refocused, regenerated, so that then tomorrow he can do miracles. But in the today, he wants to do miracles. In the midst of the storm, he does miracles. In the midst of the wilderness, he does miracles. We've been seeing Lyme's disease, people on their deathbed healed. People with stage 4 cancer healed, Lyme's disease. This lady came all the way from Rhode Island to testify that she got, a, she got a miracle by word of knowledge that was literally sent out, a healing word. I had a word of knowledge at the beginning of the outpouring and um, prophesied about this lady, her name, the details about her condition and her situation. Turns out every fact was correct and within three or four days, she, she had literally written her will, her will to die her death will, and given her body over to science. Literally, she could not get off her bed. Once in a while, she could get up on her own to use the bathroom, but most of the time she had to be carried. I mean, she was literally in a death place. And yet, the healing word and the glory of the Lord touched her, that she literally got up off her deathbed, started hiking, started driving, started dancing. She came to testify, because she said, I have to give glory to God. Comes to San Diego to testify, and I see her dancing around, shouting, praising the Lord. See, we're living in a new season. 2016 is about the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. And God wants to do that for you. Psalm 16, where I was going to begin. Verse five says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You support my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. He's, he has given you. He has given you a great inheritance, a great uh, boundary lines in pleasant places. This is the scripture that came, uh, came to me in the middle of worship. Is verse 11. You'll make known to me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. It's absolutely true what was prophesied earlier. We need to fix our eyes. We need to praise the one who's worthy. And in the midst of praise, breakthrough happens. But see, we're not living for breakthrough. We're living from breakthrough because breakthrough's already at our hand. The kingdom of heaven is at our hand, it's within. And Jesus died on the cross and defeated hell in the grave. Come on. So he already is the victor one, the victorious one. He already is the overcomer. And now he's called us to be overcomers and to live from a place of breakthrough, from a place of breakthrough. So in Joshua In Joshua chapter 5, they're preparing, they're getting consecrated, they're getting set apart, they're getting healed, uh, they were getting circumcised, they had to be cleansed, they had to be detoxed, they waited in the land, they rested and abided until, until God said go. See, it's about listening to the word of God and doing everything he says when he says to do. It brings the provision of the Lord, brings the, the fruitfulness of the Lord, brings the breakthrough of the Lord. And so they're waiting and suddenly, boom, an angel of the Lord appears before Joshua. And Joshua is so stunned, hits, gets hit with the fear of the Lord. He doesn't even know at first if if this angel is for them or against them. And asks the angel that and says, neither. But I've come today to tell you this is and gives him the strategy of how they're going to go in and conquer Jericho. Now, this is what I want you to see. In Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua chapter 1, verse, I mean, I'm sorry, in Joshua 6, verse 1, it says this Now Jericho was tightly shut. Do you get this? In the midst of an impossible situation, closed doors, everything seems impossible. Are you guys good? you're very quiet. <laughs> in the midst of an impossible situation, Jericho was tightly shut because of the signs, the sons of Israel, no one went in and no one came out. And the Lord says to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. Do you realize this is not after the walls came down? It's not after. God was speaking from breakthrough. I have given Jericho into your hands. This tightly walled, tightly shut, impossible, impossible situation. These walls, this city is yours, Israel. That's what God was saying. Listen, do you realize that sometimes in the midst of impossible situations, we just need to change our perspective? We just need to change our focus. We just need to change our perspective. It's not about focusing on the negative. It's not about focusing on the impossible. It's about uh, focusing on the God of the impossible, Amen? Faith is a substance, Hebrews 11, 1, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. See, we don't have to see in the natural in order to know that it exists. We don't have to see in the natural in order to know that your promised land is right before your very eyes. And the key to accelerating that breakthrough and the key to overcoming is fixing your eyes. Set your your eyes continually upon him. Psalm 16 says, you know, set yourself continually upon him. Continually focus on him. Amen. And then you will not be shaken. I've set myself continually. I've set my focus on him. Colossians three. Set your eyes on things above. Amen. I'm giving you a lot of scripture. Are you following? (laughs) Listen, we are meant to live from a place of breakthrough, and I want to, because I do want to pray for you guys. But I want, I, I need, I want you to see this because there's there's several different scriptures. Still, <laughs> that the Lord put on my heart for you guys. And sometimes, again, it's about speaking to the dry places. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel saw an impossible situation. God shows him, takes him to this this dry, dry this desert filled with dry bones. And God says, can these bones live? It looks impossible. In the most impossible situation, God has eyes to see and wants to give you eyes. To see the potential. To see. We'll go back there in a second. But Psalm 27. Man, I'm full of the word today. (laughs) Psalm 27.13 says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness, or some translations say, the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. See, God wants you to see the glory of the Lord. It's the year of Jubilee. Psalm 8411, right? I said that before that this is a word for you. It's a word for the body this year. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. See, God wants to shower you with blessings. He's taking off the old garments and he's putting on clean white robes. Robes that are brand new, spotless, pure. He's beautifying you, the church. He's taking you to a new place, and it's up to us to look to get into his presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. It's up to us to get into his presence and see, God, what is it? Show me what is my inheritance. Show me what's in front of me. Show me my promise Land. The Israelites got stuck in the wilderness because they were fo- they went around in circles. They lost they lost all their thanksgiving. They had no thanksgiving, no matter how many signs and wonders happened. See, signs and wonders happen in the wilderness, but no matter how much happened, they continually just were focused on the flesh. But see, God wanted to fix their gaze up, and it took a man, Joshua, and it took Caleb, and it took different ones, Moses, but it took Joshua and Caleb to see the potential. In Numbers 13, they had to see the fruit in the land. All the other spies saw the giants. All the other spies saw the giants and said, listen, there's fruit. But they came back to Moses reporting about the promised land. Remember that in Numbers chapter 13? And they come back reporting to Moses. Oh, Moses, now we can't go there. The giants are way too big. Yes, there's fruit. But the giants, they're going to block our way. We can't get in there. Yet Joshua and Caleb, they were ones that sought the Lord. And because they sought the Lord, Joshua was one that literally, when Moses would go up the mountain of the Lord, Joshua also went up the mountain of the Lord. And not only did he go up the mountain of the Lord, he stayed on the mountain, or he stayed in the tent of meeting. He stayed in the presence of the Lord, even when Moses would come down to relay words to the people. He stayed in the presence of the Lord. And as a result, they had a proper perspective. And so they saw the fruit. The fruit was ripe in the land, it says. It was ripe, and so they came back with the positive report. They said, listen, yeah, there's giants in the land, but that's not too hard for God. There's fruit, and the fruit is gigantic. It's good. It's ripe. See, it's time for us to, to turn our eyes away from the giants and see the potential. See the fruitfulness. See the harvest. See what's before you. See the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm telling you, it's time for us to grab hold of the miracles. It's time. You can grab hold of your own miracle. Do you know this? You can. You can. (laughs) You can grab hold. You can worship your way into that breakthrough that's already at your fingertips. It, it was the worshipers that went out first in Second Chronicles 20, verse 20 to 22. The worshipers went first and God set the ambushes. See, when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we fix our eyes on him, and we just push away, it's not that we're, we're um, you know, ignorance that there is a devil because there is one. But we should never fix our eyes on the devil. We should never fix our eyes on the negative. We should always fix our eyes on the positive and then speak to the dry bones. That's what Ezekiel had to do. Speak to the dry bones and prophesy. Live. I see a great army. And suddenly there's a rattling and there's a shaking and these bones got life on them, got flesh on them, and they came up into a great army. See, sometimes life doesn't happen, or we don't see the promised land because we're not speaking to the situation. But God's given you authority, and I'm going to try and wrap this up quickly so we can pray. But I, I want, <laughs> but I need, I need to bring this to you because this is some of the, this is some of the um, the keys, some of the things that God wants to release to you today. And it's out of revelation to him who overcomes. See, God's called you as overcomers. And he's called you to, to uh, grab hold of your promised land, to grab hold of what's before you, the light before you. Amen. He's called you to grab hold of uh, the blessings of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. And so revelation, you have all these words to the churches. And um, I really believe that God wants to release the keys of what Uh, the, the blessings of what the overcomer receives. Because I know, I know these pastors, and I know this team, and I know that they're ones with upright hearts and pure hearts and hearts that worship and love the Lord. And so, this is this is absolutely a, um, a decree that the blessings of the Lord would sh- be showered down in a new way in this body, in this church, in you. I'm telling you, God is gonna is going to uh, smack down some of the accusations, some of the word curses. I'm telling you, they're Falling to the ground in Jesus' name. I literally had a dream last night. I don't need to explain the dream. I don't need to say what it was. But I'm telling you, the thorn in the flesh is coming out in Jesus' name. And God's going to cast down every word curse, every accusation. Be bound in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm telling you, you're going to begin to see the blessings of the Lord released. And so these are some of the blessings that he wants to release in Revelation to the churches. Revelation 2. To him who overcomes, verse 7. To him who overcomes. uh, And this is all about about the first love. Those that, that pursue their first love return to your first love. And again, this, you guys are walking in this. You seek. Your first love is Jesus. And that's why this is to him who overcomes. I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. The tree of life. Revelation 22, Ezekiel 47 talks about the tree of life that's on either side of the river that flows from the throne. Revelation 22 talks about from the throne, in Ezekiel 47, it's from the temple. But uh, but listen, the, the tree of life is beside, on either side of the river of God, those that dwell in his presence, in other words. Because the river of God speaks of the Holy Spirit. It speaks of his presence. When you you press into his presence, you cannot help but eat of the tree of life and bear good fruit. Amen. And God's going to release good fruit to you in this season that you would taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good to him who overcomes. I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. God wants to give you good fruit. He wants to give you joy and goodness. And like all the fruit of the spirit, he wants you to bear that fruit. But he also wants you to taste and see that he's good. Amen. And that's every good thing. That's Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places you need to grab hold of these words. You need to grab hold of these scriptures because I'm prophesying them to you. This isn't just Logos word. This is Rhema for you today. God wants to bless you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fast here. But uh, then he wants to also, I'm not going through all of these, but I'm highlighting the ones that he really wants to release to you. To him who overcomes, verse uh, 2, verse uh, 17, to him I will give him some of the hidden manna and a white stone and a new name written on that stone, which no one knows uh, to him who he or to uh, but he who receives it, he wants to give hidden manna. Daniel two twenty two says, God reveals the hidden mysteries. He reveals that which is in darkness and brings it to light. God's going to reveal mysteries to you. I'm telling you, there's going to be a fresh unlocking of the word of knowledge, of the prophetic, of uh, visions, of dreams. There's going to be an increase of that to you in this season. To him who overcomes he 'll reveal hidden manna. Jesus is the manna that came down out of heaven it 's the spirit of revelation, fresh bread every day he 's going rele- he 's going to reveal mysteries to you in this season, and not only that, the white stone, uh, a new name, it's, it's new identity, that which you were known by before. I'm telling you, he's, he, again, removing old garments and putting on white garments, White, giving you a white stone, giving you a new name, a new identity, that which you were once known as will be washed, and he's going to give you a name flooded with glory, just like that girl in Iraq. She wore glory. She remembered the old, but she wore glory. She embraced the new. I'm telling you, you're going to begin to see the promises of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in this season. Uh, number three, verse uh, Revelation two, verse twenty-six. He who overcomes. He who keeps my deeds until the end to him I will give authority over the nations. God's going to open up more nations to you guys. More nations in this season. I'm telling you, there's going to be more missions and more strategic. I I see for you, Winona. I see, and David as well. But I see, I see, um, prophetic journeys for you guys. That God's going to take you on, uh, He's going to, He's going to send you to different places as a, as a prophetic journey. And He's going to send you to places literally to pray. Because there's a strong, especially on you, Winona. There's a strong intercessory anointing on you, and God will send you to places specifically, uh, specifically to decree in that place to to bring forth breakthrough, to bring forth um, uh, fruitfulness in that land. A huge, a huge part of the trip that I was just on to Iraq was uh, was the, the prophetic and declaring intercession, and um, and so and God showed... Open our eyes to a lot of stuff in the Spirit. And I'm telling you, God's going to take you to certain places uh, specifically to prophesy, to declare, and to worship, to exalt the name of Jesus. So I really see that there's, there's trips, there's like nations and cities that he's going to send you to that are specifically to, uh, to break things open in the Spirit through the prayer and intercession and worship. Amen? So he's given you authority over nations. He wants to increase your authority that when you speak again, speak to the dry bones. Ezekiel prophesied to the dry bones that then they would shake, rattle, and come back to life. God wants to to give you authority that when you decree a thing, Job 22, 28, it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. How many know that we need to begin to see wider and broader, not only into our own little box, but God wants to open our eyes to that which is going on outside of our own little comfort zone and give you eyes to see that He can reveal mysteries to you and then you can declare and have authority to speak into that situation, speak into that city, speak into that nation. Amen. So, thank you, Jesus. Lastly, uh, and this is a, this is, the blessing, and this is what God wants to, uh, is doing for you, is uh, in Revelation 3, verse uh, verse 7. It says, uh, and, and he who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one will open, says this. I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door which no man can shut because you you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. God's put an open door before you. It's an open door to inheritance. It's an open door to promised land. I'm telling you, you're going to begin to see things that were stopped up, even financially, things that were stopped up for a season. They're going to begin to open wide. I see literally gold coins coming through this open door. And things which were stopped up, I'm telling you, that treasure, those finances, that gold coins, the gold, it's going to come through that open door in this season. Because you've proven yourself faithful. And God calls you faithful. God calls you faithful. And so I'm going to pray for you this morning. God, I thank you. Can you just stand up? <clears throat> God, I thank you today, Lord. God, that you are setting an open door in our midst, Lord, that you're opening a door that no man can shut God, and that key of David is the key of intimacy. And it's, it's uh, Isaiah twenty two twenty two, but it's that key of intimacy. And that's what opens and no man can shut and shuts and no man can open. And, God, I thank you that today, Lord, because of their intimacy, Lord, because of their worship, because of their focus, God, Lord, that you're opening a door that no man can shut. Father, I thank you that you would renew focus this morning. God, that we would get our eyes off of the dry bones and we would see the potential and we see the promised land. God, I thank you that in this season you're releasing grace and glory, no good thing will you withhold from those who walk uprightly. I thank you that you're releasing goodness in the land of the living. So, God, I thank you, and I prophesy into solid rock. I prophesy into this body, into the leadership of the entire body, everyone that's here this morning, uh, even visitors. God, I prophesy that it's the day of jubilee. It's the hour of the glory of the Lord and the land of the living. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're opening doors that no man can shut. Lord, things that were stopped up, things that were stolen, God. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the key. You took back the keys, Lord, from hell and Hades, God. And, Lord, that you are the overcomer. And so, God, I thank you, Lord, that you are calling us overcomers. We are more than conquerors. It's true. Romans 8 says it. Lord, I thank you that we're more than conquerors in you. And, God, that we live from breakthrough, not for breakthrough. So, Father, I thank you that today, God, we're crossing over. We're crossing over that Jordan River, Lord. We're crossing over that river that, that, that keeps us from the promised land, and we're stepping into the promised land. So, God, I thank you that that thorn in the flesh be removed this morning. And, Lord, that, that, that uh, the promises of the Lord be released in this place today. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would release joy. I just see the Lord right now. Some of you have been dealing with depression and uh and anxiety and god's just gonna break that off you this morning he's gonna release joy so if that's you I just want you to put your hand on your head this morning because God's going to break that depression and cycles. Some of you have even had cycles of recurring depression, literally recurring depression. It's, it's coming, then it's gone, and then it's coming, and then it's gone. It's like you can't get free of it today in Jesus' name. In fact, if that's you, I just want you to be bold and come, come forward. If that's you, I just want you to be bold and come forward because there's something about humbling yourself and stepping forward that it's not um, exposing, rather it's it's breaking the cycle. So God, I just thank you for my.